The Rick Jensen Show on AM 1150 and 1017FM WDEL. Delaware health officials are worried about uptick in COVID hospitalizations as you hear every morning and afternoon on WDEL News. You have the morning news, you have the afternoon news, and then, hi, I'm the opinion page. <laughs> kind of slapped in between those. My name is Rick Jensen. Glad to be with you. So, um, as you heard with Governor Carney during recent Q&A and press conferences uh, and Dr. Carol Rattay, our uh, top public health official, they discussed the importance of slowing the spread before hospitals approach their capacity. Uh, they don't have any new restrictions right now. And you take a look at these numbers. So we've averaged about 255 new cases per day, but understanding that the testing going on right now is um, a lot more robust than it was back, say, in you know February, March, even April or May of this year as well. So right now there are about 126 people hospitalized, roughly the same amount in early June. What does this mean? What should we watch out for? And, uh, and how do you protect the folks in your family who are older and uh, perhaps have a compromised immune system? Well, testing, testing, testing. Testing's always uh, um, one of the best ways to find out if indeed you are contagious. Dr. Sandra Gibney, who is uh, board certified here in Delaware, she's been an emergency room practitioner for many, many years. In fact, uh, she's decided that with her team over there at Newark uh, Emergency Care, that uh, the Newark Emergency Center in Newark, to put together a marathon testing event coming up after the weekend hey sandra morning rick how are you i'm well so uh i know we have a, a couple of phone calls for you but first tell us what you're doing when and where yes um so as you as always aptly stated um we're not encouraging people perhaps um to be more aggressive in engaging themselves in um groups and and it's very important that i emphasize that um but we know that it's really important that people know their covid status um in the past months we've noticed there's been a large percentage of our asymptomatic carriers are our positives and you know the problem with that is that uh, when you're 18 to 34 or around that age bracket you seem to do really well and not even know you're sick some days um so um, those are the folks that, uh, if they decided um, to do something uh, over holiday time to visit, um, that would potentially be a risk factor for them not to know their COVID status. So um, in brainstorming, the great people at Newark Emergency Center um, have came up with a plan, um, which I'm involved with, as is the lieutenant governor's office and public health, um, all partnering together to try to address this. And what we're going to do is hold a marathon COVID uh, testing event. So for free, any individual can come to Newark Emergency Center for 48 hours starting at 10 a.m. next week, which is November 17th, Tuesday the 17th at 10 a.m., all the way through Thursday at 10 a.m. the 19th, they can present to the Newark Emergency Center at 324 Main Street, and we will test them with a nasal swab and give them real-time results within 
20 minutes of the time they're swabbed. Um, now, I don't, want, I don't want people to be confused because when you go to 324 East Main Street, you also see it says uh, Newark Urgent Care, unless you guys took that right. sign. <laughs> you know, you'll see that it's there, the too. Same. But understand. Right, it's the same the, place. Exactly. Yes. Newark Urgent Care is the same. Uh, the same building, uh, two different yes. practices there. It's the same as the Newark Emergency Center. And, of course, Dr. Gibney is involved with the Emergency Center because she's an ER professional. That's right. Yep. So, again, we're still really, really hopeful that people, um, you know, and we know that uh, if you are with your pod or your tribe that you're with every day in your household, that seems to be relatively safe. But, you know, understand that if you have dinner with someone else that's not in your pod or your tribe, you're having dinner with everybody that that person has been in contact with. So, you know, just be aware of that situation but this is an opportunity for people to, um, and public health has done a wonderful job in partnerships getting people COVID tested. But this is at a time you can come at 3 o'clock in the morning. You can come at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, we're not taking appointments. It's going to be first come, first serve basis. We're going to make fun out of it. We're going to have food and hot chocolate and whatnot to keep uh, people going. Uh, but uh opportunity for folks to get tested and see where they're at real time. Sandra, I got a call. Uh, it's it's Bob in, I guess, used to be Wilmington, now in Middletown. Is that right, Bob? That's right, Rick. Okay, what's your question for Dr. Gibney? Dr. Gibney, uh, simply put, how sensitive is the test? Yeah, so we have about a 20% false negative which means that if you're not having enough viral particles in your nares or your nostrils, um, if you're very early in the disease process, um, you could potentially get a negative test. So that we, we think it's about 80% accurate. Um, and quite frankly, we're having pretty much 100% correlation when we do send out swabs to LabCorp um, their correlation there is great. So we feel pretty comfortable with our test. I'm not going to say that you could be negative there and stay negative, but, you know, far and wide, it's a reasonable and it's a good test. We feel pretty comfortable. You're not going to get a false positive, but you may get a false negative. But you could get that anywhere because you're just not having enough of the viral codon or the uh, genetic sequence in your nares or wherever swab to pick up. Bob, so you're so you're saying that if someone picked this up, let's say last May, and had no symptoms, uh, they would not create a false positive today. Okay, now last May. Yeah, let's say they had it last May, didn't know it. Now they get tested right. today. Right. So I like to use this analogy, Bob. If you went to someone's house and they serve you shrimp. And you ate all the shrimp, but you left the shells. When you go back two weeks later and they didn't throw the shells out, you might still think there's shrimp in the house, but there's not. (laughs) So the virus, a lot of times, can turn up and trigger a positive test after you've had it in your system. But that virus that triggers is the shells on the shrimp. And this is an inactive virus or a virus that's less you know, more inoculous virus. Um, So we tell people, listen, if you got a positive, don't run back here in the next week or so, or even two, 
looking to try to get a negative test. You may be disappointed. And that is because of that viral particles that may be inactivated, may be nascent, not able to infect you or others, but are still kind of clinging around in your right. nostrils. Right. So that, that's what, I guess that's my point. We're testing now a million, up to, we're bouncing around a million a day. And when I look at the lines here in Middletown outside the Walgreens, it looks like the same demographic that's lined up in their cars to get tested. So if we have had people exposed through the first nine months of this year, and we're testing a million people a day, 30 million people a month, are we going to get a lot of cases? Well, I would hope that most folks, um, if they were positive, would have already uh, had a period of time that passed. Um, but if they didn't know it, Dr. Kidney, if, if, in other words, if they were asymptomatic and never knew it, and finally they say, hey, Harry, the lines are down at Walgreens, let's go get tested today. And they test positive because they, ha- they got exposed to their kids or grandkids back in May. And... How do we how do we segregate out people who are hot? And I'll tell you the opinion I formed of testing. I think it's an incredible tool for hot, finding a hot spot before it gets really hot. For other stuff, I'm still skeptical that we're not retesting the same population over and over again. Uh, that's my take. But All right. Well, I appreciate that. Bob Sander, what do you say to that? Oh, I, I, I hear him. I hear him. Um, and, you know, that's always going to be something to think about. Um, but what, in my experience here, you know, most, most of the folks that come in to see us have a reason. They'll say, my roommate's positive. I had a stuffy nose. I lost my sense of taste. I didn't feel good with a headache. Um, and somebody told me that they were with somebody that was positive. So, you know, I don't want to say everybody's just running around, just getting tested for the fun of it. It's not a fun test to get. You know what I mean, Rick? You've had it. It's not. Like, I yeah, I had the test off. too, and I it's suspect not a joy. No, so, it wasn't yeah. that bad though. But, it wasn't that bad. Doctor, no, give me. I don't again, want to be argumentative, and I will end. Okay. okay. Thanks, Bob. I, I don't want to be argumentative either. It's yeah. not in my nature. But that's a great yeah. question. That's a very informed and intelligent question. I thank you, Bob. Okay, yeah, we don't get a whole lot of that on the Jensen show, you know, informed, intelligent questions, stuff like that. Stop. Um, Dr. G- <laughs> I, I, I know. Um, a couple weeks ago, Delaware Morning News' Peter MacArthur had a guest on. I think it was during Del Aware, which is uh, probably the, the greatest radio magazine, news magazine program anywhere, and that's between 9 and 10, Monday through Fridays with Peter MacArthur. He had this guest on as a physician saying, What people don't realize and what the CDC, he feels, is not reporting well enough is that we have to be concerned less about the larger globules, you know, droplets in the air, and more about the the tiny aerosols that are in the air. And in coming into the winter, it's really the humidity that is a factor for spreading coronavirus and that we should keep the humidity in our schools, our restaurants, our homes, things like 40 to 60% if possible. Sandra, you're on the calls with the CDC every week, and you, you, you get you know all sorts of email messages uh, on the latest from the scientists and the physicians at the CDC. 
So what can you add to that piece of knowledge? Anything? Well, you know, I'm not on the calls with CDC. I don't have that privilege. Um, But I am um, getting the emails and getting information through multiple sites. And I, I, I... know that this gentleman is spot on because um, we do know that if you've ever watched someone sneeze, um, you know, you know that there's viral particles that can be present in the air droplets that come spewing out of their nose and mouth. And um, we actually discovered early on that when someone has an asthma attack, we'll put them on a breathing uh, treatment, a nebulized treatment, which aerosolizes albuterol, which opens the lung tissues up. We stopped doing that altogether. Um, in most uh, areas where p- people are, you know, frequently, frequently here in the urgent care, as well as we try to be very judicious in the hospital because we knew that the virus could hang on to those tiny little microscopic droplets of fluid in the air. So the virus gets a better, it gets, he can be a hitch, he or she, well, I don't know what the gender is on this virus, but they can be a hitchhiker to, um, to the water, very tiny, not visible to the eye. And so it makes it stick around longer and it makes it more likely that you and I uh, will inhale it. Where if it's dry leaves blown by a blower, um, they tend to go away. If you look at, I'm driving today and I'm looking at the leaves, they're all stuck on the ground. Those are viruses stuck on the moisture same kind of analogy if it was dry they'd blow away so he the guy's spot on knowing that the virus just has something to hitchhike onto which is a water droplet hmm. so do you recommend that we try to keep the humidity at 40 to 60 percent uh, in, in our in our homes or does it not matter because this is where our pod is yeah um you know we we if people want to giddy up with a hepa filter um, uh-huh. That's another way to kind of, um, you know, purify the air to a point, um, a high, you know, high intensity there. But, but um, I, you know, I wouldn't go crazy yet with everybody, you know, because there's going to be consequences when you dry out your air and your mucous membranes dry out. They get inflamed, they bleed, and then that makes you more vulnerable um, if you have an open surface in your mucous membrane. So, I wouldn't go hog wild. I think he was just more postulating what the possibilities are based upon yeah. what we know, what this virus does. Um, so, yeah, um, I don't think I will be, you know, dehumidifying my air completely until we get better data to support that that's going to make a difference. Okay. And what you said about the dry nasal passages and things like that, I'm going to ask my audience to forgive me because I'm what I'm going to do now is thinking out loud. And we know that some elected officials have gotten in trouble for thinking out loud i'm going to take that risk anyway um so you suggested that you know having dry mucous membranes and such uh, could leave an opening where the virus could attach and such do we have any knowledge at all that using a saline spray for example uh in your nose which is quite common for people who get uh, dry noses um might that be helpful or might that increase uh, the possibility of contraction, and should that be even anything we're considering? Uh, actually, that's one of the recommendations I make to folks um, because it does a lot of times, especially going back to Bob's question, you know, if they still have shrimp shells in their nostrils, they got to wash them down the drain, right? So, I, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. so 
you know, I'm an analogy girl, simple thinker. But but honestly, um, we know that if you have a sinus infection um, with anything, um, a lot of times using these what they call, for lack of a, a better, there's a trade name called neti pot. But you don't yeah. have to buy that. You could buy any saline rinse. We know uh-huh. that, you know, it's, it's put, it, you know, if you, if you finish driving your car and you, and you got gravel in your driveway, you hit the hose with it, right? Just get it off your driveway. So, um, you know, clearance using that, uh, you know, I recommend it. I've been telling folks, um, as well, you know, clear the path. Um, you want to rinse your nostrils out. That's where predominance of the virus will attach. No, I and, love the neti live. pot and make sure you use, you know, distilled or, or purified water. Uh, especially right. purified water when you do the neti pot, because quite honestly, if you just use tap water, that could oh, even, you could get an infection or something like that. So use the neti yeah. pot. But I'm also talking about the stuff you just you know go over to Walgreens, for example, and get a little plastic saline spray, sniff, 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 uh, that sort of thing, once a day or twice a day, huh? Yeah. So irrigating the sinuses so they don't the passages don't dry out, and and also removes any debris that might you know might or you know even viral particles. I you know I. Again, we haven't done any controlled research on that, but right. I am telling people, you know, keep, you know, keep yourself, if you want to do that to irrigate your sinuses, um, you know, it's certainly one way that for those folks that keep carrying shrimp cells in their nostril, I'll say, well, you know, try <laughs> irrigating your sinuses out. Yeah, but, and, but here's know, the thing, we, we don't need people to be going squirting their noses every five or ten minutes. Uh, no, oh my God. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Uh, you, you figure how yeah, often... Yeah, it hasn't been proven yet, yet either. Okay, it hasn't been but, proven. You know, yeah, but again, um, it's conjecture. But uh, again, um, for sinus infections, we have people do it all the time. Whether yeah. it's no, 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 no. Lori has made sure that we're we're uh, we're you know we're taking vitamin D. Have been for months, and as soon as we heard that that could be. Uh, uh, a protective L element as well, and uh, actually, I've been doing the, the sinus spray. Watch, there's going to be a run on Walgreens now because Jensen said go buy selling spray at Walgreens. Um, anything? So you're I, a social I, influencer, Rick. You're a social <laughs> influencer. Uh, let's see, and, and and thankfully, not as much as you. So it's Dr. Sandra Gibney, and they're going to have marathon COVID testing at the Newark Emergency Center, three twenty four East Main Street in Newark. 10 a.m. Tuesday the 17th through Thursday at 10 a.m. as well. Got it right? You got it. Newark Urgent Care, if you will. We'll, uh-huh. We're here waiting for you. Um, and, you know, like I said, first come, first serve, no appointments. But, you know, we're going we're gonna to offer free testing to anybody who wants to get tested. If you're All sick right. and have symptoms, you're not going to get in our line for that. We're going to see you separate. But uh-huh. if you're there just to get a test, we got you. Last thing, congratulations, uh, Dr. Sandra Gibney, Hall of Fame, track and field. I uh, I just heard that last night. Way to go, Delaware, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, and I tell this one story that your wife actually wrote a beautiful introduction for me, and I said, you know, i got to use this um, eventually. So, you know, your family carries a lot of talents, Rick. She wrote your bio. She she was oh you had no idea. She was busting at the seams last night when she said, "Doctor Gibney's using the bio I wrote." Doctor Gibney's using the bio I wrote. <laughs> she was busted. She's so proud of that fact. Congratulations, Hall of Fame track and field at Delaware, Doctor Sandra Gibney, and still uh, you just still keep running. Thanks so much, Doctor. You got it, Rick. You have a beautiful day.